Christmas Eve. Yeah. That's when it, this is yeah. premiering on the 24th. So it will be Christmas Eve. Is everyone waiting with bated breath, scented in candy canes that they've been eating? <laughs> for Sandy Claus? For their, for their toysy woysies that they're going to get? Ooh. That is if you're not on the naughty list. <laughs> in which case. <laughs> which means a little something different when you're an adult man. Yeah. <laughs> what does it mean, Matt? Let's just say you got to go door to door telling your neighbors. Listen, I don't want to get blue. You know what I'm saying? Legally required. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hey. just say you're you're on a list and you need to tell everyone in your neighborhood and you probably live in a chain hotel. Yes. I just got a notification on my phone that someone named at my buddy Matt followed me on Twitter. Oh, nice. It's Matt. Matt, is this you? It's probably me. Honestly, it's probably me. No, it's not, it's not you. Fuck. Oh, you got him. Um, anyway. <laughs> wow. That was a great story, Mark. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a good episode. It is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Christmas episode. This it's is a nice, jubilant episode. It's great because it's Christmas. It's a, it's a really cozy, heartwarming, mm-hmm. wonderful time of the year to be mm-hmm. with people you love. And I am so stressed out and sleep deprived. <laughs> and this is also going to be a short episode yes. because I have to immediately run from here to Penn Station to travel home to see my family and edit a video on the train. Will I sleep tonight? That's in question right now. Let it also be known on the record that it is 12.54 right now and Pat has only had cookies and now a Corona Light (laughs) (laughs) to to eat or just ingest generally Well, to to be fair, I had breakfast. Oh, okay. You didn't mention that. I had breakfast. I, I had oatmeal with raspberries. Oh, well, you know well now you're now you're now in you the just privilege breakfast, class because yeah. I didn't have breakfast. That was at seven thirty a.m. I also That's got true. up early. I got like four and a half hours of sleep last night. Yes. And okay. so Look, yeah, oatmeal's so no, going to carry you a long way. Exactly. No, I uh, I actually haven't had a cookie yet. I'm oh. going to have a cookie because it's all that we have here. <laughs> well, and you know what? I, segue. Yeah, that's right. That's right. A beautiful segue. Uh, cookies. <laughs> have a, a a lot to do with the the current film a little bonus ode for you guys holiday it's uh babes in toyland yeah. keanu's maybe only christmas movie yeah this is yeah and it's and it's not even fully christmas it's set on christmas santa claus makes a special appearance it's it's a, it's christmas, a christmas movie, movie. but i mean they what go is, to what toyland is, what is toyland exactly what is your contention is my question yeah, the, you're right. I guess if people are thinking Die Hard's a Christmas like, movie, yeah, then this, the, this certainly falls in category. The, right. the quote-unquote cool choice of picking Die Hard, yeah, yeah. even though at this point everyone knows, Die Hard and Gremlins, under-sung Christmas movies, right, right. then this is this is a this, wildly Christmas okay, movie. Okay, so True. this also, through this whole podcast, we've been following Keanu's uh, you know, film career uh, in chronological order, right. Uh, obviously, we'll cover. We cover new. Mo- we jump ahead to the present to cover new movies when they come out. You know, when mm-hmm. you got like a John Wick or you got like a Toy Story four. Um, but we've been going from the eighties up through the nineties. That's right. We are today. We're jumping way back to eighty six. Basically, the beginning to we're the beginning. Regressing when he <laughs> co-starred. Uh, I believe did, it, 
he doesn't he does not have first billing. This is a no 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 no. Uh, this is a Drew Barrymore vehicle. It's a Drew Barrymore made for TV yeah. vehicle. Um, <laughs> it's called Babes in Toyland. Uh, Keanu is what what is Jack? what billing is he in this? Is he? I would say fourth he, or maybe even fifth. But you don't know. Uh, well, you don't I know. Mean, you can't. Is use... IMDb reliable? Uh, it's as reliable as we're he's fourth get. build. He's fourth build. Okay. Drew Barrymore is uh, first build. You know, mm-hmm. she is like about she's... five years uh, from ET. Uh, so yeah, she's she's still the adorable kid from ET. She looks exactly she, the same. When did she do? Yeah. No, she fi- doesn't. She's like she's so tiny in ET. She, oh really? She is, is a, she a little baby. Dibbon? She okay. is a baby. Okay. Uh, what, how, when was Firestarter? Probably in between. I want to say Firestarter is like 84. This Isn't this a great podcast? Uh, we say, when, what, what year was this? Yeah, and then second. nobody knows. Let's look and it up. <laughs> we, do, we frantically also, look it up. Also, it's four years from ET. Um, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I oh, my God. You think it's 86? 84, yeah. Firestarter. Oh, I'm talk, I'm talk, we're talking about this movie. Oh, this, this movie's 86. 86. Yeah, 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 yeah. Firestarter, uh, in which she is the the Firestarter, Twisted Firestarter. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that inspired a great song by the band The Prodigy. Wait a minute. She was in Altered States? Before Damn, I forgot e. about that. Holy shit. She must That's have been... That's her first movie. She must have been, like, just literally an infant. What a fucking cool <laughs> first movie to even have been a baby in. Altered States? Patty yeah. Chayefsky just, like... Going nuts with like LSD at that point. Yeah, and um, oh fuck, what's the British director's name that did Altered States? He did The Devils. Ken Russell. Ken Russell. Yeah, so that's a good double combo. Ken Russell, fucking insane man, absolute legend. <laughs> yeah, the lad. Yeah, that is pretty wild. Altered States, ET. Then she's the lead of Firestarter. Wow. Yeah, she's the Firestarter. Um, you know what my favorite line in the song Firestarter is? I'm a fucking fire starter. That's not in the song. That's not in the song. Jake, Jake, have you ever heard the song? Yeah, you've played it for me a bunch, but like honestly, I'm not paying attention to the lyrics when I listen to that song. <laughs> I was weirdly, I, I got into the Prodigy when I was in third yeah. grade. <laughs> well, to be fair, Hell yeah, to get it, ready it, for it, your social studies test. It was 1997. Yeah. That was the year of the Fat of the Land, which is like they're like biggest album came right. out that's when it's got fire starter it's got breathe it's got smack my bitch up Hell yeah. um, so but, you were listening to smack my bitch up learning I, about biomes yes nice. i was well because my, uh, my, my friend up. my friend uh timmy's older <laughs> yeah. brother was in high school and he was into like prodigy and like beastie boys and all these things and nice. we just learned about the stuff from him and we're just like it seems cool I guess we should be into it. And, I love um, your Barack Obama almost. For, this seems cool, yep. and uh, we should be into it. I, w- I was I was a lot like a like a young white Obama as a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, get that, we, uh, we definitely get that vibe. Yeah, exactly. Time. But yeah, but I remember like for I think it was for Christmas '97. I got the CD of the Fat of the Land once again. And, Christmas entering into it. Yeah, and yep. I remember watching the music video for Firestarter uh, on MTV, which if you haven't seen, it's a great video. Mm-hmm. It's all set in like. Abandoned subway tunnels underneath London. It's all in black and white. Yeah. Uh, it's got like Keith Flint with his like reverse mohawk. It's like, <laughs> but I remember like it, it frightened my younger sister. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Pass got to the show Mary Willems. Anyway, <laughs> my favorite line in the song Firestarter is delivered in a thick British accent is, I'm the bitch you hated, filth infatuated. Oh my God. That's <laughs> it's pretty cool. Like, what a rhyme. Filth infatuated. But it's so yeah. British. You have to do it. Then so follow up with, yeah. <laughs> Just that's oh, nice. it. Oh God. I wish the Prodigy did a Christmas album. That would be cool. 
Wow. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. What the, I will she's give a little you presents. In this, I'm looking at the Firestarter poster, and she's she's like a, she's, she's a little adorable button nosed little child. I forgot that was based on a Stephen King novel. Yeah, it's a it's a decent Stephen King. You book, can trace by the way. a lot of Get movie a, horror yeah, movies nice. from that era to just probably Stephen King. I mean, still, he's like the Bob Dylan of movies. <laughs> somehow, I don't know how somehow, that analogy works, but like being a writer, you know what I think is actually the weirdest item on Drew Barrymore's filmography. Um, no, what? Batman Forever. Huh? She plays, uh, uh the girl. No, she's not <laughs> Batgirl, is she? <laughs> you, you got it, man. She's the girl in the movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, first of all, Jake, Batgirl's played by Alicia Silverstone, and that's Batman and Robin. Too. Right, oh, no, right, she right, just right. plays one of the, like, one of the, like, socialite chicks that's, no, like, hanging. No, okay. no, fuck. She play. okay, Two-Face. Played by Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. it has these two like hench women named Sugar and Spice. Uh, one Which is one is, she? one is nice and cute, <laughs> uh, and that's Drew Barrymore as Sugar. And then Debbie Mazar plays Spice. <laughs> nice. She has like heavy eyeshadow yeah. and uh, and is like sort of goth. Cool. Um, but it's so weird because it's such a small role. Like because the following year, for instance, she is scream right where drew barrymore was like such a big star that they were like we're gonna like stunt cast her and like put her in the opening scene and kill her off and it'll be a huge deal they're doing yeah. like a psycho style bait right switch. and so it's so weird that in batman forever she's just like a ma- a, a, a tiny character who's just yeah she just stands off to the side and like points at things that's I would wild be, but if i was like a, a big star I would love to do well. First of all, I wouldn't want to be that kind of star. It would, but it would. It does seem fun. It's like Matt Damon and like uh, as that band in uh, fuck Eurotrip. Eurotrip. Yeah. Um. You know, it would be fun to just pop in. Right, but this isn't quite like that. It's she, true. It's not a thing. Where it's like they oh they they do a big introduction and she's like there for one scene. It's not like like a. It's not stunt casting the way her stunt casting is in Scream. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very odd. That she's in that movie at that point in her career, yeah, in that role, right, right. But it that's how just... stunt casting works, you know. But it's not stunt casting in Scream. No, oh, sorry, I, I was talking about Batman Forever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're, this is <laughs> so. Um, Wait, how old is Babes in Toyland? The the source material because old there's a, there's nineteen, a, like the turn of the century, the turn of the twentieth century. Because there's there's a sixty one yeah. version. Like it was one of those things that's. Like uh, a star is born or whatever that like so every I, generation needs one. Every generation yeah, has like we their need version. To know. We need to know uh, what who's in the shallows. Do you guys um, think think a lot? I'm sure you do about how it's weird that there's no 90s version of a star is born. I think the about the grunge it, version. Well, yeah. I mean, okay, <laughs> certainly would have been cool. There, every 20 years, there's a 50s one, there's a 70s one. There right. should be a 90s one, and then there's a 2010s one. No, nah, we were too nihilistic that year. Yeah, that, that Gen X trying what, to make a movie. What are you talking about? It was the nineties. It was the it was the it was the time when like we're talking Dunstan remember checks pop, in pop music at that time. <laughs> that was no when nihilism. Mu- that was when music videos cost like twenty million dollars. Yeah. Spice Girls, exactly. Puff um, Daddy is driving like a speedboat through explosions, <laughs> stuff like that. Face off. People are um, like, "Fuck you! We have so yeah, much yeah. money. We're so happy." I was uh, I was looking up Babes in Toyland just to see, and the creation of it is funny because. It's it's already just such a cobbled together mess. It was one of these things where it it's sort of the it's sort of the progenitor of a certain style of musical that would then predominate throughout like the 40s, 50s, 60s onwards where 
they were tr- like a couple people. I forget the producers of it. Were just trying to figure out how to just create like a fun holiday sensation for the the, the holiday season in like 1902. It was and, like a crowd sort, almost like a Tin Pan Alley version. Yeah, and they like, were just like, let's get all the Christmas song hits into one, and we'll just construct a plot around them. Right. And and then and then everyone sort of loves from babes. There. Everyone loves babes. Everyone loves toys. I will um, say, it is considering yeah. the Bill and Ted movies and right. the amount of times Keanu refers to the babes, the medieval babes. <laughs> yeah, it is hilarious that he's in a movie that has babes in the title and that it's not about like women yeah but that already but he sets does... it as like something made in 1902 where it's <laughs> yeah. like from the mouth of babes you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's one of those things it's more like, innocent babes it's like, like having a gay time it's something yeah. you don't really say honestly <laughs> it's weird that they made this movie in 86 and kept the title yeah because it's not like this is a christmas carol where like you know they there's like Every children reads like a storybook, like retelling of this famous story, and everyone knows the story. Right. I didn't know the story of Babes in Toyland. No. I just knew it was a thing that had existed but like forever. Was the 1960 yeah. version popular? I, I, I'm honestly, I'm not totally sure. Which, I would have 80s, to assume it could have. It, that's a generation past, and like could be like this nostalgia thing where they're like, we need to keep the the name because everyone who is now an adult, saw this movie in the 1961 or whatever. Yeah, I think Babes in Toyland was just a very consistently produced production uh, from the year that it was first premiered onwards. And that, when I, just remembering vaguely stuff that I was looking up on IMDb and stuff, you have like a bunch of different versions, like one from the 40s, one from the 50s. Isn't like every Laurel decade Hardy one? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of like a Christmas carol. It's just one of these things that... You, just like, oh, here's another, you know, like now we have this new one with the fucking Australian guy. But a but Christmas uh, Carol that's what I was coming out on FX. Saying yeah, that uh, oh, oh, you mean uh, Guy Pierce? Guy Pierce, uh, Christmas Carol. <laughs> guy Pierce in Dark Christmas Carol. Yeah. Who fucks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, nobody asked for it, but you know what? It's a standard, and we're gonna we're gonna no, watch but, it again. But that's what I was saying. Yeah. Everyone knows the story of a Christmas Carol. People don't. No, like not everyone knows the story of Babes in Toyland. Right, it's getting the same treatment. Though. And it You're sounds right. like the like even even the original like motivation and source material was all, you know, created under the the this notion of like a crowd pleaser to yep. what. And this movie, which, which is the only version I've seen, definitely like feels very much like, hey, it's Christmas. You better start liking toys and buying them. Like <laughs> yeah, that's really weird. what it feels like. It feels, it feels cynical. A it little. does. Like this movie felt um, fairly cynical because of all of the like gestures towards like what would be heartwarming shit. But like, which well, is funny ha- because yeah. okay, I'm looking at the Wikipedia article for the Babes in Toyland operetta. Okay. Uh, from 1903, like where it originated mm-hmm. and it says it wove together various characters from mother goose nursery rhymes into yep. a Christmas themed musical extravaganza following the extraordinary success of their stage musical, the wizard of Oz, which was produced in New oh, York shit. beginning in January, 1903 producer Fred R. Hamlin and director Julian P. Mitchell hopes to create more family musicals. And obviously this, I mean, while this movie is like, a loose adaptation of the original one, the basic premise is it feels like a blatant ripoff of The Wizard of Oz. Oh my god. It's like, absolutely. Wait, wait so uh, a girl experiences a calamitous event and then goes into a fantasy world <laughs> yeah. where 
all the people she knows in her real life are then like versions. Th- there's just like 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 charming fantasy versions of them all. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then at the end, she wakes up and returns to them, and she's like, "You were all there." And then bringing and the I lesson learned, back, and with I learned her. to g- a lesson. I learned to believe in toys. Quick, but this yeah, is funny the because arc like, is interesting for Drew Barrymore. It's as funny well. to like cash in on your success too, and like desperately <laughs> try and like do another. It, the 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 way this came about by just smashing together a bunch of other pre-existing IP. Yeah. Like, all of the weird <laughs> It's like the Ready Player One of kinda, 1903. But it kind of is. There's a very contemporary, like, you know, I don't know, like, method to, to the creation of this, it sounds yeah. like. Like, it, it rings very, like, modern. Like, it like does. It, it we're does. still dealing with this kind of, like idea yeah you don't believe in toys little girl okay wow. so here's the thing that i want to talk about you clearly don't have a so childhood. the basic premise of this movie we should begin yeah let's do it so drew begin. barrymore is a precocious 11 year old yeah who seems to like be over toys well she's and, I, the, well, that's what, what the movie's trying to, to suggest is that she's overburdened with taking on responsibilities that her family i guess has seemed to hoist on her maybe not intentionally but just through circumstance like the mom seems harried and busy and out of the it's house single all mom. the time single mom and her she older sister is like, off at work so drew barrymore takes on the chores of the household like worries about her older sister and her mom yeah when and she so should be the one that they're kind of like talking about it's set on christmas eve yeah and her older sister is like is she like 18 something, like, something that, yeah. like that and uh she works at a toy store yeah. with her boyfriend played by keanu mm-hmm. and this is like classic like bouncy yeah. smiling Keanu. I already missed this Keanu. It was nice to go back to bouncy Keanu. It really yeah, was floppy hair. The first time he enters a scene, he's just bouncing yeah, in. Yeah. He's so happy he's he works at a toy, toy store. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I hate it here. This place sucks, dude. And he's just bouncing around. And so oh. but then there is they live in Cincinnati, and you'd better believe we're gonna come back to <laughs> the city that they live in. Oh, yeah. uh, and I'm gonna talk a lot about it and maybe sing about it a little bit as well. <laughs> maybe maybe who sing. knows? Who knows? Stay tuned. And may, maybe Jake and Matt will join me. Uh, <laughs> I'll try. Uh, anyway, uh, they work at this toy store, uh, and there's a, a they have a mean boss who owns oh. the toy store. Oh yeah, this guy's great, by the way. He's just like both completely embittered, resentful, and lecherous, and all of the funniest ways that shouldn't belong in a kid's movie. His name is Barney. He's played by yeah. Richard Mulligan. Yeah, Richard Mulligan. Re- you're having a good time. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. Who's second build? At first, when he showed up, I thought he was like. Supposed to, I, I didn't realize he was going to be like the villain immediately, and I thought he was supposed to be kind of like a Rodney Dangerfield type. Yeah, yeah. I don't get any respect in this toy store, right? <laughs> Everybody wants he's to kind quit. of like, yeah, he's really hitting on the probably a little younger, like seventeen year old. Well, Very think greasy about it hair. this way: he's at least in his late fifties <laughs> already, and yeah, he's he both resents. Hates and wants to fuck uh, uh, Eileen Brennan. Honestly, no, no, not Eileen Brennan. Uh, Jill Sholin, um, <laughs> who plays Mary Piper. Yeah, we all we've all experienced that, right? <laughs> yeah. So he just comes across as gross and mean and irredeemable. Um, but the um, the thing that we yeah. really have to talk about is that Keanu has a best friend who worked the toy store with him, <laughs> and the actor, as his name is George, and the yep. actor who plays him. Oh is, yeah. yeah. His name is Googie Gress. <laughs> Googie Gress. His name is Googie. He does not have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> uh, look him up, apparently, though. I think that's not his name. I think uh, it's not his his his, 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 name his like Christian G- name is not Googie. His Christian name is like Jeffrey, but oh. like 
he's billed as Googie Gress, and he's exact. He's a fat baby-looking like man. And by the way, and look, so that's funny. I want to make one thing very, very clear for our viewers. By the way, this movie it's it's streaming on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Uh, for free if you want to watch it there. So rush to your nearest internet portal. Exactly. His name was Francis Gress Jr. But but look, <laughs> I, I want to just state something because the listeners yeah. need to know. Googie Gress plays Georgie Porgy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Georgie Porgy is played by Googie Gress. Played by Googie Gress. Now, Georgie Porgy is a pre-existing character from something. Mother Goose, yeah, nursery rhymes, but we'll get into that. It's all nursery rhyme characters, which, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, Okay, so, (laughs) sorry. So here's the thing. So there's this part, like, early on where uh, Drew Barrymore's sister tell, she's like, I got you a Christmas present. Yeah. Okay, I'll just tell you what the Christmas present is. I got you a sled. And you can see that Drew Barrymore is, like, not super enthused about it. Yeah, she's like, oh, wow. I wish I had a like, day planner or like a new fountain pen yeah. Yeah, or a laptop. Yeah. I found her reactions really kind of odd because the, Mary keeps being like throughout like the next couple scenes, like, do you like it? Do you actually like it? And she's like, I do. I do like it. Yeah. She's, but it, it does sound so empty. Yeah. And but it, isn't it, it, she's it's lying. Like, it, it is, but I can't believe that I'm, I'm saying like this children's movie is too subtle. <laughs> but I feel like to set up this arc, you you kind of need her to like be outright rejecting these like yeah. childhood things and not just kind of being polite about them. Yeah, she's too she, yeah she's too low key nice. Well, let's not forget that Drew Barrymore was also on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget that. Let's not forget that after she left the set of Babes in Toyland, she apparently was just in like. Rehab. Germany, like just doing the like being in skins. Yeah, important basically. thing. This movie set in Cincinnati, shot in Germany. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, very important thing about this movie: the version that I watched on Amazon is like ninety-six minutes long. Right. There is sorry, ninety-four minutes long. There is a, I, outside of the U.S. In the U.S., it aired on television. Uh, worldwide, it got a theatrical release <laughs> in a version that is 145 minutes long. Yep. Yeah. Wait, which version did you guys watch? Did you watch the 94-minute ver- uh, version? Yeah. I wanted to watch the director's cut, and it, 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 it is called the director's cut. Yeah. And uh, I just didn't have time. Yeah. And Matt, you watched also the shortened version. So uh, I'm the only director's cut viewer here? I get, yeah. Are you okay. about to hold, like, hold, lord this over us? Like, yeah, I'm I am only... saying I'm a better viewer of this movie than the both of you. You watched the yeah, full for sure. version of, like, you And know... boy, is the two and a half hour version a little long. But again, I want to make, make one thing yeah. very clear for our listeners. The director's cut of Babes in Toyland is three minutes longer than Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it's... it's that is insane. It's a hefty journey that, that you go on. Is insane, and Jake, I, I very soon I want to know all about the differences. But let's just like skip through like the plot things. Basically, a giant blizzard is hitting Cincinnati. Yep. Yeah. And because they don't have cell phones, Drew Barrymore is like, I'm gonna go to the toy store to tell my sister that like she's got to like get out of there. She's yeah, got to come, like, come home. It's not good to stay out and yeah. work too late while the blizzard's about to hit. And right away, I've got to say like. Little Drew Barrymore is 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 really kind of like putting her sister's job at risk. <laughs> She's like she gets on the PA system at the toy store and just like everyone leave. 
Yeah. There's a blizzard. Go yeah. home. It's fire in a crowded theater type shit. Like it's it could be bad. Yeah, it could be bad. Obviously, the movie's playing it more like look at this good Cheekily. little girl trying to do a public service for the community and this evil, materialistic, capitalistic Miser. toy store owner. This lecherous <laughs> cradle robber, <laughs> Scrooge, yeah, like this figure. greedy pedophile, <laughs> is just <laughs> trying to keep everyone there yeah. in lieu of the dangerous situation that's about to happen. You know, or yeah, not in lieu of, not, but just like, just irregardless of, of the dangerous situation. I'm just thinking, irregardless. Drew, this is your sister's job, and like she might get fired because like of you're causing a scene, and she does. She does actually get fired, yeah. Well, she, she does she or does she go like, you like, can't fire me, I quit. Yeah, yeah, And then Keanu's like, me too. <laughs> oh, that was really good, Jake. Oh, me too. And then uh, and then the three of them plus Googie yeah. Dress as George. Uh, they She's all like, get, I quit too. Yeah. Uh, basically. That was good. They, they get in a Jeep. Uh, the sled is also in the Jeep. She, she gives her her Christmas present in the Jeep that is very yeah. cramped. That also seems to have just like a flap in the back that people can fall through they're driving through this blizzard uh drew ends up flying on the sled out the back of the jeep and slamming into a tree and then she wakes up in fantasy Toyland. yeah mm. so this is what interests me about Toyland yeah. and the arc of lisa piper drew barrymore's drew barrymore's character. character uh so like in the wizard of oz you know, she has to, Dorothy wants to get home, but to get home, she has to, like, go on this quest right. to find the wizard who will, like, allow her to go home. Yeah. What does Drew Barrymore have to do to go home? Nothing. She likes it there. She very quickly establishes that she kind of enjoys if just being If she would, she would have lived there forever. Yeah. Yeah. While and, her and corpse and the other world rotted and, the, and in froze. The right. No, it just she, stays frozen. Yeah, she like does Jack a bunch Nicholson of stuff, and then at the, the end is like... Yeah, I'll go, I'll go home now. Yeah, and what I could not stop thinking about, and I know I just told you guys about this, but I I want to rehash it on mic. Sure. Last weekend I went to see the Playmobil movie in theaters. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is also a movie about a girl getting sucked into a like delightful <laughs> fantasy world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And should I explain more about the Playmobil? Sure, movie? go for it. Just, yeah, it's analogous. Like, I'm so fascinated by it. Give us a nice Cliff's Notes version. And so, uh, so if our listeners are not aware, because it uh, is one of the biggest box office bombs in like at least of the decade, maybe it's not doing <laughs> great. Uh, it's all it, in two weeks. It has already gone from every theater in in New York City. Hey, did you know it was even playing? Did you? I uh, didn't know it existed yeah, until you told me. There is a movie called The Playmobil Movie. Yeah. Uh, if you were wondering if it was like designed to cash in on the success of the Lego movie you are correct (laughs) Um, that's correct no take is too cynical yeah but here's the thing about the Playmobil movie every ticket for it no matter what theater no matter what time of day no matter if you are a child or an adult or a senior citizen cost five dollars somehow STX Pictures negotiated with every theater chain in the country to make this happen this is insane it was not promoted or marketed at all Right. Uh, you'd think that would be a huge selling point, especially for families. You know, four tickets cost almost the same as like one regular ticket in, in New York. Well, that yeah. must be the hit they're taking by doing that stunt is not <laughs> being able to put any advertisements at all into the world. Exactly. But yeah, this movie, uh, I don't I don't even think it's grossed a million dollars in the U.S., it's doing okay. real bad. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, but last weekend um, I went to see it with 
past guest of the show, Griffin Newman. And the, we, actually, there were more people in the theater than I expected. In the one theater in New York, it was playing in with one showing a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that is a movie that begins, it's an animated film. The first 15 or 20 minutes are in live action. Right. It begins, uh, and, and I didn't know it was in live action. I also did not know it was a musical. I learned both of these things within like, the first minute of the movie. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that is one where the premise is, it's got, it stars Anya Taylor-Joy from films like The Witch. Good actress. And uh, really The good. Witch are split. Yeah. Uh, a lot of horror movies. Um, but she's like 18. She's graduated from high school and she's so excited she just got a passport and now she's gonna she sings a song about how she's gonna travel the world and go on adventures and she has a six year old younger brother and they play with Playmobil together I guess that's something that they do uh, and she's and she's so excited she has pink streaks in her hair and then the song the musical number ends and there's a knock on the door they live in Brooklyn and two police officers are there and they say your parents have died in a car accident your parents are dead <laughs> and then it cuts to four years later and her brother's now ten yeah. and she is like working a retail job to support the two of them. He's a heroin is, addict. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's I, Drew Barrymoreing it pretty hard. Wouldn't surprise me because it got I did not expect that movie to get so dark. Yeah. But but then basically and her brother is like, oh you're no fun anymore. I wish you I miss when you were fun. And I'm like, yeah. what do you expect? Like parents are dead and she's like the only person who can like how's your dinner tonight dude yeah, the yeah. Reason she's like keeping you alive and like no clothed more. and fed <laughs> and then he like runs away and runs into a like to- like a like a toy expo and she follows him they get sucked in through like a magical playmobile lighthouse into this world um <laughs> and, and and here's the thing this is a movie that also has a these are both not very good versions of a classic version of this story, of basically the Wizard of Oz story. Right. And it's inter- it was I couldn't stop comparing the two of them because the arc in the Playmobil movie is it's it it identical. No, it's not identical. It's dumb. Uh, I mean, actually, they are kind of similar. They're both people having to like learn to like embrace like embrace <laughs> like like childhood things. But yeah. it, with Drew Barrymore, it's like oh, just learned that. The, you know, these things are fun and you can be a kid. Yeah. It's weird in the Playmobil movie because she has to learn to like have fun again. Right. And then at the end returns to her life where their parents are dead. And she's the sole and she's and the nothing sole has winner of the and she has to float a, a brownstone rent. Exactly. Yeah, and she's still, luck in and she still can't go on these adventures that she wants to go on. Yeah. It's like uh, she's just back to her very difficult, sad life. Yeah, but she's probably happier, you know. I don't know. No, that, see, that's even like worse. A shift in perspective. Because that's nice. like a that's this mo- that movie sounds like it's all about. Hey, why don't you fucking take it? Why don't you chill out, huh? Yeah, just there's just nothing you can do. So fun. why don't you just settle in? This one is like believe in the power of toys. Babes in Toyland is like. But it's weird because the- it's because it's drawn from such an ancient at you know in in contemporary uh, senses like yeah stuff like Mother Goose and fucking Mary Contrary yeah. and like Little Miss Muffet and but stuff. But what's also like, weird is it's these like They're not nurse- toys, first of all. And first of all, I mean <laughs> First of all they're not toys and that's the biggest problem. They I just have. live in Toyland. Yeah. Well the thing is that there are toys. There's all these like giant walking teddy bears yeah, and like ju- wooden soldiers and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, the teddy bears are so funny because they're just like, ooh. Yeah, they, they're s- ooh. they don't speak. They just go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're inept and they're all the, it seems like the, the bears are all the cops yeah, yeah. in the town. And it's like, oh, here come the evil goblins from the forest of forbidden darkness. And the right. Bears are like, ooh. 
but, but just the the thing that I, that, that I'm I'm just interested in, like the mechanics of the, the mechanics of the story is like in the Playmobil movie, which again is a yeah. bad movie. Um, yeah. Although that that said, for five dollars, you know, like. You know, it's like, good movie. <laughs> for five dollars, think about it. Uh, but you can't because it's gone from theaters. Um, but in <laughs> they that, it. Uh, the the quest that the main character has is she has to, she gets separated from her brother in right. this fantasy Playmobil world where they're all Playmobil, and um, and then she has to f- to find him to then go back to the lighthouse to get out. Got so it. there's at least a clear like like goal that she like like a tangible goal that she has to get to. Right. Yeah. And. Babies in Toyland is just kind of like she just hangs out. No, but until she really does just hang to, out, and she gets invested in like the the lives of strangers very rapidly. quickly. And Pat and I saw the ninety four minute version. There's a two and a half hour version. It sounds like you can either watch too much or too little. Okay. Basically, there's no like because like in the version I watched, the ninety four minute version, it's brisk. Yeah. It is moving at a clip that is shitty feeling. Like, to the <laughs> point where you can tell, like, they were like, okay, cut. So, like, there are, like, these cuts where you go from, like, a quieter scene to one where music is kind of just playing in the, like, in the middle. Yeah. And it's loud and it's very, like, jarring. <laughs> because uh, apparently they cut out a bunch of musical numbers. And a key yeah. thing to point out is that uh, the songs for this movie are by Leslie Briscus. Uh, sorry, sorry, uh, Leslie Brickus. Why did I think there was another S in there? Brisket. You thinking about brisket? Yeah, yeah uh, so I, I, I just want, I just want to eat food. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the thing. It's like uh, Leslie Brickus is the person who, like, from like the '60s, like, did the songs for like the the original '67 movie of Doctor Doolittle. Uh, did the songs for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Classic. So yeah, so you know, like, pure imagination. I've got a golden ticket. Yeah. The guy who wrote those. The Candyman cat. Yeah. And the, this would be a great opportunity to say some of that some of that virtuosity and lyrical aplomb is demonstrated in the song Cincinnati. Yeah, that's okay. true. They sing it, a song about Cincinnati. It is the it is the first and best song in the movie. <laughs> uh this is a song. The Alpha and Omega. I uh, this is on do you guys all have the lyrics up in front of you? Oh, uh, no. Hold on, I but don't. I will pull it up But real Pat, quick. why don't we get a nice little acapella just you? Okay, so this is a song <laughs> where, again, they live in Cincinnati. This movie is shot in uh, Germany. Um, when they're driving home from the toy store through the, uh, through the blizzard, Keanu begins the song. This is a musical starring Keanu with Keanu singing. And they have this amazing song about Cincinnati that I have had stuck in my head for days. And I have already memorized most of... Because I can't stop thinking about it. I feel like this is actually the cause for a lot of your stress. The song is you've just like also on top of everything else you were like I'm gonna I'm, where I'm do gonna you get the lyrics? I find like video clips. But um, I, I found it. Uh, there's a, a YouTube video that has the lyrics, and I just have it paused, and I'm just like skipping through it. Oh, it is a great song about Cincinnati. It is. It's really great. It's Jake, on par Jake, with. Jake, like, did you find it? Yep. Okay. It's on so par tra- with like the Drew Carey show for like Cleveland. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. Keanu begins, so I'll, I'll kick it off. I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I, Cincinnati, the best town in O-H-I-O, Ohio, USA. At first they called it Cincy, but since Cincy is so natty, they named it Cincinnati, so they say... Hey, the girls are pretty, pretty in this gritty little city. The cellars are the feistiest I've seen. 
And when it comes to ball teams, the Reds and the Bengals mall teams, they knock the socks off all teams on the green. I mean to argue's indefensible, the facts are commonsensible. Sin C is invincible. Yeah, know what I mean. Cincy's more than merely natty. She's Ohio's Maserati. Cincinnati's at the center of the scene. Jesus Christ. What a song. And right at that moment, Drew Barrymore pops out the back of the car like, fuck, my fucking God. And then boom, it's, it's head trauma. It is back in so Toyland. wild yeah. that they have the first that suddenly it becomes a musical, and then yeah. immediately a child falls from a speeding car in the middle of a blizzard and smashes into a tree. Hits my, her head against a tree. My, dies. My great joke was that it was uh, just the alternate hereditary movie. They're like <laughs> everyone else is having this horror movie, and then just the, that girl's in Toyland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all go home and quietly go to bed and wait for mom Since, to return. Since he is so natty, wait, 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 can some can uh, spoilers for the film Hereditary if you haven't seen it? Um, can can someone recut that scene in Hereditary <laughs> when uh when was Alex Wolf is like driving furiously? Back but home. just add the Cincinnati song playing through that. <laughs> well, like, no, I would love the radio. idea of just like. You see her head get knocked off, and then he, that's, it's just that scene where he's, like, breathing and just parked and just processing it. And just you hold for the entire that entire scene because it's pretty long. And then just hard cut to Drew Barrymore on the sled flying into the cake. <laughs> 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 and then just hard cut back to the head, with like, the next day with, like, flies, flies on it. Flies crawling all over it. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be, be funny. Someone I like do that, it here please. in Toyland. Yeah. I like it here in Toyland. <laughs> wow, this is great. Wow, this is great. So she goes up. To, she's in Toyland now. She hits the tree with her head. Blood, blood splatters all over the white snow. And now she's in Toyland in her mind, you know, in the dying seconds of her brain. That's right. like an eternity for her. Right. She's, so, in, she's in her version of heaven, which is how we know. Right. Yeah. And Toyland really feels just like a budget European theme park. Honestly, okay, I was thinking about this too. The look of the place made me uh, uncomfortable for some reason. It, it, it's it feels a like, weird. It, it feels like a cheap theme park. Yeah. yeah. Like a shitty theme park. Like, yeah. sa- like a sad kind of smelly mascot, which is, you know, just some minimum wage guy underneath there, like, yeah. who like is on on meth yeah. and you're just like I, I think I'm having fun honestly that- it made me want to see like a, a horror movie about a family who's just like in Europe and they're like let's go to this theme park it's like this like you know now there's nur- an idea nursery rhyme mother goose themed theme park yeah and, uh, and it's only five dollars per person to get in yeah wow, this we can do a family it, trip on a budget it reminded me of the like possum park that they go to in the in goofy, goofy movie, movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Good, it's kind of like that. that one up again but what i think is funny about this is <laughs> these characters are like like keanu is playing jack b nimble yeah right? as in right. of like heard of it jack b nimble jack b quick fame right uh so like there's that uh googie grass is georgie porgy <laughs> right. um, of course he is mary piper is mary contrary yeah yeah they like they they must at some point but i kept forgetting who, that they were supposed to be these people because it's they, not really important they don't really yeah. they, they must say them at some point but I, they just keep he never like, jumps over a candlestick well it, the, the, the characters I guess that, Mary's being kind of contrary like she doesn't want to marry Barnaby kinda but the characters that they turn into these mother goose 
legends or fo- old folk tales are really unimportant in the grand scheme of like what those it's just a setting. Do. Yeah, it's just a setting, really. Like, because Mary Contrary is just from another thing, but apparently she's also the daughter of the old woman in a shoe. Yeah, uh, who and, has too many kids. And, right, and then yeah. of course. Uh, the, Barney, the owner of the toy store, is Barnaby Barnacle. Yeah. Who is, is that? Is that a character from anything? And it seems like in every version of Babes in Toyland, Barnaby is the villain. And, the and he lives we- in a bowling ball? He lives in a bowling ball. <laughs> and the really weird thing about Barnaby is, yeah. he, like, that, everything about him, like, when you see inside the bowling ball it's like this underground cave system yeah. and he has these creatures yeah. that, like this army of, of of creatures and these weird humpbacked like henchmen these like two mute igors yeah their names are funny though what are their names it's oh, like boy it's just like jack and mac or like, <laughs> jack, it's just like so funny jack and off take off your pants yeah, and jacket woo. yeah <laughs> I'm in eighth grade. But what's so weird about all of that stuff is it totally fits into that like mid '80s fantasy yeah. aesthetic, where everything is on sound stages, everything is kind of yeah. slimy. They have, uh, they have little people in costumes to be little creatures and yep. stuff like yeah. that, and uh, and it. it it's entirely that. Okay. It, I, I know, sorry, we were saying that this place seems like a cheap, sad, depressing knockoff amusement park, which is true. But I was thinking. If I was like around the age of Drew Barrymore and I got cast in a movie like this, this would be a fucking ball. You get to ride little go karts around everywhere. That is the thing. You get to dance with people in big giant stuffed animal costumes. That was the redeeming like, quality was that it seemed like the production the, should be fun. It seemed like the actors, the main ones like Keanu and Drew, were all having like a fairly fun time. And you know, it, they could tell it wasn't like super serious. I don't right. think Drew Barrymore actually carries the brunt of like the acting responsibility and just the sheer lines needed to be memorized all fall on Drew. Right. And yeah, exactly. We have to keep in mind also, this is a made-for-TV movie. It is, like, lower budget. Yep. And, for instance, I think they had a very, to me, like, a, a clever little, like, workaround to, like, a cost-saving measure. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh-huh. a line about, it's always daytime in Toyland. <laughs> right, which and, sounds like a nightmare. And that, yeah. uh, it's insomnia, starring Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, oh my god. Al Pacino in Toyland. Yeah. I'm in Toyland! You committed grand cookie larceny! <laughs> that was a bad Oof, Al Pacino. Barnaby. Fuck. Barnaby, yeah. I'm trying to think of the Irishman now. He's just, He's got a, no. Uh, I was going to say Barney has a great I got a ass. Great but. cookie. Yeah, 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 there we go. Very and nice. I got my mouth all the way around it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You're and welcome, okay. everyone. Thank and we landed. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, but <laughs> them saying it's always daytime in Toylands to me really means uh, it's cheaper to shoot during the daytime when we can just use the sun to light everything. <laughs> And we can fi- follow child labor laws with Drew. Exactly. And get her home <laughs> before 5 p.m. Being like, oh, well, how much money do we got? Fuck it. We'll use the original staged light, the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and look, as how much does that cost? Nothing. <laughs> uh, I totally understand yeah. because, as you guys know, we, we literally just wrapped shooting a short film. Oh, like, yeah. Like minutes before we recorded this podcast. Yeah, we hustle, guys. But it's like, I hope you know well, that. when in doubt, shoot us, make a scene. Uh, an exterior daytime scene because then we don't have to worry about lighting. Yep. Nope. Uh, no LED panels needed here. And also, pro, in, pro tip, guys. Yeah, but that just feels like, like what the, they did. And a lot of this is just like, you know, it, it it's 
just like the backyard of like like a warehouse or whatever and they just set up this little theme park yep. and they have go-karts so fun and those like, cars there, make a fun noise when they run car- on sodi pop yeah. yeah there is a car chase <laughs> yeah. with go-karts where you yeah. have the like the dark sinister villain and monsters driving like pink go-karts and chasing little true barrymore and, like, <laughs> and they're just by chase we mean they're driving in a circle yelling at each other literally yes. a circle and yeah. high-fiving each other sometimes yeah, sometimes high-fiving <laughs> yeah that's the thing this is a <laughs> short episode because there's not a ton to say about this movie it's like at the beginning uh Drew slash Lisa arrives there and immediately and again like her older sister Mary is is there as Mary Contrary yep. right. and is about to be like forced to marry Barnaby Ew. for and become for a, the reasons of of mortgage payments right that's also weird it, <laughs> that is true it, it is does yeah. it does the weird like Phantom Menace thing where it's like <laughs> this is a movie ostensibly for children but now we're gonna have all these plot points that hinge on like contracts yeah it's, yeah. Like, it's yeah. like the trade embargo where it's like why do I even have to know what that is uh, yeah, yeah. for something like this where Can it's I just like know about the force? Barnaby bought the deed or lease or whatever some he did and, something and there's that, some thing where it's like Keanu's character will he'll like inherit the cookie factory but not until he turns a certain age but 21 he has to, but he has to be married at that age in order to like have the rights to this business <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's oddly and because he's Barnaby he's Barnaby Barnacle's nephew nephew yeah uh by marriage right by, th- by marriage oh no there's no blood relation jack b nimble's too sweethearted and kind deep down to be related to barnaby by blood yeah do you see any sort of relation between those two characters they're as opposite as can be honestly i it is this is technically an an 80s fantasy movie and i'm just being reminded of you, you know how a lot of just like leading men of the era had like they would show up in a fantasy movie like yeah. you know Tom Cruise is in Legend uh, Ooh, do you know, not even bring Legend into the same atmosphere no as this no 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 but uh, you know like, like obviously uh, uh, everyone's favorite Val Kilmer is in Willow oh, yeah. but all these things but and here we get to see Keanu he's in that sort of like white shirt and like brown vest over Ooh, it but he's in like leader way he's high not, up yeah. <laughs> he's he is, a little Dutch boy he's a little yeah, German but it is still kind of like Keanu in kind of like fantasy attire yeah yeah but yeah it's like the least cool fantasy attire it is (laughs) again you look at uh like i have like mixed feelings about legend but Mm -hmm. one thing that is like an objective truth about legend (laughs) is that everything looks amazing yeah like you know keanu's like is like the elf uh, sorry not keanu tom cruise like the elf boy but he has like a chainmail shirt yeah and he looks like he just looks rad. The production value of that movie is astounding, and t- it's, we, no, it's we don't even beautiful. need to say anything except just Tim Curry is. Yeah, Tim uh, Darkness. Tim Curry as the Darkness is, you know, that's worth the price of entry alone. Yeah, yeah. Just you just look at him and just just like, well, I got my money's worth. Look <laughs> yeah. at that guy. Absolutely, yeah. The prosthetic. <laughs> he looks fucked up. Wow. Well, like, how, how does his head support those horns? They're so big. My God, I'm so impressed. I, I don't need anything else. Tim Curry must have felt the residual strength of the neck training for decades after that oh movie. Oh, my you know? God. He's like, my neck's so strong. <laughs> my neck is so strong. Okay, guys, here's a question. Yeah. I, I, always, <laughs> I think about this whenever I, mostly when I see Blade Runner. Yeah, okay. What is, especially like in old-timey days before CGI, what is the proper way of like doing a unicorn on screen? How do you get that horn to stay on a horse? Because even in Blade Runner, that horn's a wiggling. You can see the wobble. Yeah. 
and yeah. it's fine. They did a great job, but you can see it wiggling. It seems so <laughs> tough. Guys, but, you can see it wiggling. Um, but and, and it, you're asking pre CGI. Are right? they? Yeah. Are they yeah, yeah. sticking it on? Is yeah. it like? Are there some hidden like straps or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Because that's the thing. There's there's no way to really hide it because horses they're not wearing clothing or anything like that. It's just a horse, and you're just putting a thing on the front of its head. Right. I imagine you're gluing it in some hopefully humane way, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, if we have any listeners who uh, have have you know, or I don't know, or like practical effects people on movies, maybe if anyone worked on Legend or Yo, anyone Runner, work on Legend out there, I'll say this. Legend, it was probably so difficult to get that fucking horn on the unicorn that Blade Wait, Runner obviously... Wait, actually, what did Ridley Scott? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So Ridley Scott just reused footage from Legend, obviously, in yeah, Blade Runner, in Blade the Runner. fantasy scene, because he was like, fuck it, I'm not doing that again. So here's the... So Wiggly, but... It took all day to get that yeah. shit on that horse. I think the, that I think the odds are asshole. pretty good that Ridley Scott listens to this podcast. I think so. Ridley, come on the show. Right, yeah. coach. You know what I was thinking of was... um. This movie definitely immediately made me compare it to, is it Halloween Town? Oh, yeah. Uh, with Debbie Reynolds, I think. Uh, I don't know that. Uh, yeah. Another made-for-TV movie where... That was like a Disney Channel one, Yeah, right? where, where oh. a young girl gets transported to a holiday-based town. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, it's made-for-TV, so it's like fairly low budget. And it's the same kind of shit. There's like a bad guy... And like some good people, and it's just kind of like cheap looking but fun. Halloween Town is much better, but um, yeah, it's probably they probably didn't say it all takes place during the day. Well, no, <laughs> that would be crazy for Halloween Town because it's spooky. Exactly. Yeah, but it's yeah, but, but there, there's there's a, honestly my favorite part of the movie I think might be when um the grand cookie larceny occurs. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And and Barnaby has his little, like, you know, hunchbacked Igor henchmen go to the cookie factory and just, they open up a hole in the floor. Yeah. Which just, like, leads to... Okay, For some very reason. important thing about this movie. Everywhere in town, there are trap doors <laughs> and holes in the ground that all lead to the exact same... Like jail cell or like underground <laughs> layer, <laughs> just yeah. green gas always like sort of pouring out well, of it. The funny thing about Toyland, which is a diff, it, there's a difference between this and say the Wizard of Oz, is that Toyland, this beautiful, idyllic, pastoral, like lovely town where everybody's just happy and they love toys and eat only is cookies, surrounded by the forest of eternal darkness or something like that. Yeah, I was it's, about to it's say. this very like evil, terrifying, malignant presence that completely encapsulates the entire town. It's just like, well, nobody ever goes into the forest of eternal darkness. It's filled with trolls that will eat your soul. Usually in fantasy stories, they say that and it turns out, oops, we gotta go into the forest. Yeah. But or it's don't. like, oh, the trolls are misunderstood. Right. It's one they're of those good guys. Two. Or it's yeah. like the village yeah. where it's oh, fake. There are yeah. spoilers, there are no monsters. Yeah, but it's that's 2000 so and whatever. I was four. thinking about that. Like the hilarious, like the geography of Toyland where yeah. they've managed to like hack and hew and like <laughs> yeah. this like island of respite in the midst of like the absolute malignant chaos of this like disgusting evil forest right that and, just wants to consume everything and barnaby barnacle kind of hangs out in the perimeters and he sort of has a weird boss-like relationship with the trolls he has some sort of control over them yeah and so he can get them to do stuff for him but it's a very tenuous relationship yeah, kind, which is broken by the end of the movie. Kind of like the Playmobil movie. Uh, <laughs> okay. The internal yeah, okay. logic of this world raises a lot of questions. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
but yeah so like they 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 like fake a crime and like they they frame they he throw, frames them for grand they throw cookie all, larceny. The, all the cookies into yeah. this hole in the ground jack yeah. is framed for uh, grand cookie larceny oh, yeah, yeah. you know I, I hate when that happens and which yeah. is which is punishable with the death penalty i think in toyland <laughs> yeah. lethal I think injection he gets, <laughs> he gets a lethal injection yeah. and, and then also there's Lethally other parts with where milk. <laughs> Oh, there's no. other parts where like people <laughs> fall through trap doors and they all end up in this jail cell yeah. and stuff like that together. Yes. There's also I, I want to talk about that one the one-eyed creature because yeah, there's, a, there's, this, there's this one little like like cy- cycloptic like vulture type thing. It was like a cyclops rooster. It's kind of disturbing looking honestly. It was the probably the coolest part of them. It was, but it's a thing Barnaby is able to look at its eye and just watch everyone. It's like an ongoing security camera. Yes. But like for whatever is happening anywhere. Anywhere. Perfect. It's like um, his that creature's eye is like the Teletubbies tummies. Yeah. yeah. You can watch TV on it. You can watch TV on it. Except it's more like surveillance. But there's one part that kind of that just unnerved me a bit where this like one eyed creature thing which is also it's about like three and a half feet tall <laughs> it's um, called trollog trollog of course uh yeah. you know we, we everyone loves trollog the and classic it, fantasy character and it is played by an actor um whose name is shari weiser shari weiser yeah um but there's a part where trollog attacks the heroes and they have to fight it and they defeat it by taking paint and painting over on its eyeball. Yeah. And the idea of that just grossed me out. Same. Because I'm like, I was this is, seems like an animal. Yeah. That was just, it's not, it's probably not smart enough to actually truly be evil. Yeah. And like paint on your eyeball. Here's what's also funny about that and scene. it's magical. I was watching that scene and I actually got the impression that Trolog was switching to the good guys side because I thought Tro- he was helping them. He get was helping out. them on time, but then it turns out that Trolog just inadvertently was trying to murder them with its beak and just instead untied all of the ropes. Just around cut them. the ropes. I and love then, the idea of Trolog yeah, yeah. having succeeded in that scene and is just like pecking them to death and like <laughs> eating them because yeah. that's kind of what it looked like he was trying to do. Yeah. So also important thing <laughs> that we gotta point out here, uh. Obviously, through this podcast, we've seen Keanu like uh, work with many actors multiple times. Right. And uh, in the film, even Cowgirls Got the Blues, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of the other actors in that movie, who, who they don't share screen time, but Pat Morita, uh, you know, best known for the Karate Kid films, is in that movie. And Pat Morita is also in Babes in Toyland. Yes, he is. And he plays the Toy Master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then he also is like Santa Claus, and he's yeah. Also, it's he, very unclear. It's, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm looking at the Wikipedia plot summary. Like, it does say the Toy Master is revealed to be Santa Claus. I, I love this kind of stuff because when uh, Drew Barrymore, Lisa, gets sucked into Toyland, Googie Gress gives her sort of the rundown of the entire village. Yeah, he just exposition dumps. Oh, he he heavy. And but what I love is that when he describes Barnaby and the Toy Master. You get these kinds of great descriptors where it's like, and and who is this nasty man over here who's trying to marry Mary Contrary right now against Jack's wishes? And he's like, oh, well, well, that's Barnaby Barnacle. He's he's the nastiest, most meanest, most grumbliest man in the the whole Toyland has ever seen. And then she's like, 
is there anybody else here that would maybe have a problem with Barney? He's like, well, that's the Toy Master. Oh, he's he's the bestest, most greatest man you've ever met. He's he's so wonderful, and he gives everyone toys every year for Christmas, and he's the bestest man. He's I just, will say one thanks, Googie. surprisingly uh, progressive aspect of this movie yeah. is having an Asian Santa Claus. That is true. For the 80s, yeah. like if honestly, if that... We're in like a, a movie now. Yeah. If, if Santa Claus, if they had Santa, uh, you know, the like like magical classic Santa, and he was played by an Asian actor, that would be kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It if would be a was... war on Christmas. <laughs> it would have, uh, Fox yeah. News would have material for like a month for just days. based on that. And uh, yeah, it's Gress, interesting. Georgie Porgy actually, his descriptor of Barnaby Barnacle is a. Uh, he he's just so evil and mean and weird. <laughs> he says weird. That's funny. Georgie Porgy is actually yeah. pretty fun. I feel yeah. like he talks to Drew Barrymore more than almost anyone else. He becomes yeah. best friends with her instantaneously. Yep. Yeah. Well, he's the head chef of the cookie factory. The real question is like, where's all the pudding and pie? Yeah, exactly. No, head baker, head baker. What are you doing? You're See, making that's a mistake. When you have these, yeah nursery rhyme characters that are only known for doing the rhymes for nursery school kids you yeah you want to see that it happen yeah. i want to see jack you know, jump over, over like fucking anything a candlestick well he he go he swings over a chasm it's not the it's not, same. It's not <laughs> swinging is not jumping, Matt. You idiot. And yeah, no, it's not the same. That is the perfect point. Okay. Okay. Look, uh, Patrick the script doctor is here. Okay. <laughs> easy fix for this movie the part where they have to jump over a chasm they're like they should be like oh no what do we do how do we get across and then jack is like don't you know i'm jack I, be nimble this I is what nimble. i do <laughs> yeah. and he's a, and he will like nimble. like and he like holds them all and then like like to, and together they all leap over because he has yeah. super jumping abilities and it should be a giant candlestick yeah, I mean, I guess. And then Georgie Porgy, they fall. I'm a script doctor too. <laughs> no, me too. Ready, Georgie Porgy, they he falls in in quicksand, but it's pudding, and he eats Very it all. Good. Yeah, and that's because he's he eats fat. <laughs> he's a fat piece of Because he's a fat fuck. <laughs> oh boy. Well, Georgie, the reason he's called Googie, I think, is uh, uh, he was a fat little baby or something, and he and and people thought he looked like a baby early on. I think it was based off of something called Goo Goo. They used to call him Goo Goo. That is true. Actually, I, mean, I looked up Goo That is a classic like, baby thing to say. I don't know how like legit this is, but in his bio on IMDb, they go, uh, as, a, as an infant, Googie's father called him his Goo Goo Baby. And this shortly became <laughs> Googie. Classic. Now, now, the reason why I don't believe this is because the following sentence literally says, as he was raised in Connecticut, hyphen, where there is a state law that you must have a stupid nickname, hyphen, his name stuck. And I'm like, why is... Uh, uh, what? No. I'm like, this IMDb page is written by joke. somebody that hates Googie, maybe. Um, Not hate. They have it out for Googie. Be nice. No, yeah. no, 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 I know. But I don't know why, yeah. Everyone but, loves Googie. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like Kyle Gass now, he by does. the way. Yeah. He, yeah. It's great. Yeah. He does. <laughs> not, he's not KG. He's GG. GG. GG Allen. <laughs> So, yeah, anyways, Googie eats the pudding. Um, but the, the, okay, so the main thrust is just that, like, the conflict is the marriage that they don't want to happen. It's thwarted early on, and then the, the rest of the The old woman movie... in the shoe is 
is weirdly open to the idea of marrying Barnaby. Right. She and, seems kind of horny. And there's also things like there's like a judge in town. There's a part where they're yeah. in jail and then they escape from jail. Yeah. Yep. And here's here's another interesting thing about this movie too, right? They go and talk to the toy master to see if they can get any uh, insight into like what to do about Barnaby. And this is where I thought that the movie was going to have a completely different ending and sort of arc for the characters or just moral at the end of the story the toy master goes you know oh i can't help you guys take care of barnaby and they go why and and he goes because everybody no matter how mean or vicious or evil they are might have a shred of decency in them right that's i did think that's where it was going and then so i was thinking like oh you know what the characters will all resolve their toyland issue We'll go back to the real world in Cincinnati, and there will be some sort of Ebenezer Scrooge change of character with Barnaby, too, in the toy store. Barney. Say Scrooge. Barney. Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. Scrooge. Scrooge. Sorry. Scrooge. Would you say Scrooge? Yeah. Thanks a lot for pointing that out, Pat. I appreciate it. <laughs> he didn't um, need it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you said it. Wait. Yeah, yeah. You said it on Wait, mic. Wait. Do, do you always say that? I don't know. Maybe. Sorry. That's just really, This is really interesting. Yeah, I've never heard it wrong. Scrooge? I didn't know you said that Scrooge? either. Scrooge. Scrooge. <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> um, but the thing is, uh, Barnaby Barnacle, at the end of this movie, uh, he tries to lay siege to, to Toyland <laughs> with a bunch of trolls that live in the woods. And um, Again, a bunch of weird fantasy monsters that are yeah. just like, like muck creatures. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they look fucked up. And then what happens is he fails... Um, because Drew Barrymore believes in the power of toys and makes a bunch of toy soldiers come to life and defend the town. It's pretty... F- it, and they have there's cannons very, and, and guns. Yeah, and they shoot down all of the goblins. This has some troubling, almost like, you know, Robert Heinlein... <laughs> style. Like, there, there's like, like, it's like, you know... Well, first of all, like, uh, Santa Claus, as we find out, the toy master is like, you know... Like it, it falls on the next generation to continue these traditions. Yeah, but you must believe in them, or they will die, and, yeah. and everything will be will be out of balance, and evil will reign. And it's like he oh. sure does talk a lot. That and you're like, master. and you're like, okay, what do you what do you mean? <laughs> and then he's like, my greatest creation are these. And then he just it's soldiers. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, but you really have to believe in them so yeah. that they can shoot the foreign, uh, you know, people that are coming from the borders. You must support the troops, Drew. <laughs> yeah. It's like literally like yeah. support the troops or they won't have the power to kill these like disgusting others, in- others that are like invading yeah. the borders of this like pure, pristine, happy world. But what's also weird is that at the, you know, once the troll you know, attack is quelled and they're getting sent back into the woods. Barnaby is sort of like in front of everybody, including the toy master, like blast you all. Like, but then he's sort of sniveling and there's this opportunity for the toy master who earlier in the movie said that people were redeemable and the toy master just goes, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Get in the woods, you asshole. And then sends him out. And he's just like, you're forever banished to live with the trolls. Barnaby goes, but I have no contract and control over them now. Which made me... Like, wonder kind if he was going to be like just it's like, eaten or something. Is he going to be dismembered like immediately as soon as they cross the threshold into right. the woods? Yeah, just ripped apart and his entrails eaten by these goblins. Well, here's another weird aspect of the toy master who very, very is is him. is more of the troubling, actually troubling figure who <laughs> yeah. who masks his evil yeah, yeah. with a benign face. Yeah, yeah, where he's like 
He's siphoning evil off of Barnaby and storing it in a flask. Yeah, which he's taking sips of. Which is, I'm like, I just didn't understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about the flask of evil. Sorry, I watched this movie like two days ago, and I have forgotten everything. There's a <laughs> Don't big, worry about it. There's a big, gross, green... Bunsen burner looking like like just sort of like graduated cylinder. Well, I don't know yeah. what the fuck. Yeah, this flask of evil. But you realize you learn through the toy master's admission that he's like sucking some of the evil off of Barnaby. Yeah, like that. So Barnaby's Barnaby? not too evil. Barnaby could be more evil, but the toy master's like just taking some. And putting it in a bottle, and it's important to him for some. And he strange keeps it reason. in a he yeah. keeps it in a special cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> and then Barnaby, the reason he is able, he steals it after spying through his the eyeball of his midget bird, <laughs> yeah, his weird cycloptic yeah, bird, bird, his rooster. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna pour it out, and it's a gas. I'm gonna huff it yeah, to become yeah. as the most evil I can be, which we were hoping would result in some sort of horrible transformation. But he's just the same yeah and that gives him the power over the tree trolls go on i feel like you're piecing this together yeah i'm not what, <laughs> I know. I'm, what I'm doing is, real, is realizing that i don't understand why he has a flask of evil and they have to sing about the he tries to mind control drew barrymore and keanu and, and mary and such and they sing the cincinnati song to break that spell that's what's interesting. Which I always love. Which oh, oh, wait, is we, fun. We also, we've been leaving out the fact that Barnaby always, Cincinnati really plays a big role in this movie, and they make references to like, is it Pete Rose? Like, like yeah. actual like athletes oh, yeah. from Cincinnati. Cincinnati, who play on Cincinnati teams a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, but because obviously in Toyland they don't know Cincinnati, so right. Barnaby always calls Drew Barrymore like Cincy Watsy, Cincy yeah. Watsky, Cincy Watsky. And man, do I laugh every time uh, they do that. But it, the thing that's the one <laughs> that's the one thing that feels you know that feels very that's that seems to be the best joke in the film because yeah. it's like self aware and kind of like you know very intentionally Cincy like Watsky? the joke is like. Who gives a shit about Cincinnati? Yeah. Uh, so like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, it's weird how this Cincinnati stuff is like the best stuff in the movie. But I think yeah. it's because they're making fun of it, and uh, basically, so like it kind of, but it works. It does work. It's funny. They're making fun of like the nondescript nature of Cincinnati by having this incredibly buoyant, silly yeah. song about it that is fun. It's yeah. fun. It's a fun little gag. I did no hard it. feelings, you know, Cincinnati, but like yeah, yeah. who cares, right? <laughs> <laughs> who gives a shit? Yeah. Um so yeah, they they sing a Cincinnati song when they're all trapped in Barnaby's, you know, prison. They swing over a chasm, should have been a giant candle because he's Jack Me Nimble. Right. The they fire, get home, they, they fight off all of the goblins, and then Drew Barrymore finally and very arbitrarily decides, I guess I'll go home now. Could have gone home any time during this movie yeah, because it was on, totally my choice to be here. She gets on the sleigh yeah. uh, with Pat Morita. Yeah. And they fly into space and there's reindeer. Yeah. And then she wakes up at home from like her, her she had like passed out and yeah. everyone's there and she's happy she's a kid. Yeah. And, and she finally learned her lesson and now she really loves the sled that Mary got her earlier in the movie. Which the lesson, yeah, is, oh, love I'm a your kid toys. and love your toys. And look. Yeah. Th- th- that's... Uh, 
a, a funny lesson to learn. Yeah. And I mean, look, as a, as a person who recently finished building his 3300-piece uh, Lego Batmobile that I, I love so much, I mean, look, you're never, you're never too old to uh, play with children's toys. To dabble in childish wonder. But you can, you can, they're fun at any age. And yeah. also, and look, guys, I am about to go home to, yeah. uh, to my parents' house. You guys are going up to our hometown, you know, in couple a couple days. days. And uh, there's snow there, and I can't wait to go sledding. Yeah. Oh, sledding's fun. That's not... That was never... Like, all, come on, Drew. Sledding is good. Be happy that you got a sled. Yeah, well, her first cares? experience was it almost killed her on the sled. Yeah, but the, she wasn't, ex- sure. but she wasn't excited about it before that. Yeah. Right, but, you know, they they don't do a good job, like you said, of establishing... The arc, we watched the shortened version. I don't know if it, the fucking bloated okay. version is good, but, but like... So we, here's the thing. I have to leave very shortly to catch a train. Jake, can you tell us what is different in the director's cut? Well, based on what you guys have been saying, I'm honestly not sure. Is what's so odd, more considering songs, it's a full hour's worth of more <laughs> movie. It seems like just every scene is a scene you guys saw, but just extended a little bit. But because each scene doesn't offer much by way of like anything new... That, um, yeah, I just saw a elongated movie. But like, how were the songs that we didn't get? I don't know. Did he sing uh, in the jail cell in the scene you guys saw? Because that was one of my favorite songs. I they dance so. in a jail no. cell. I, oh, I, this is the, okay, you guys missed like the one Keanu Reeves highlight then of what? the movie. What? Damn it. He, he sings a Cincinnati right? song, and then there's a scene where Keanu goes to jail because he, he's framed Frame. for Grand Cookie Larceny, <laughs> and then he's in prison, uh, life sentence, and he's and he's waiting just to die, I suppose. And then Mary... And then Mary Wait, Contrary, can people die in Toyland? Can people even sleep in Toyland? Yeah, and then you go to hell, probably, or like Toy Hell, or something like that, where Maybe there's they no make him toys. eat so many cookies that he explodes. Yeah, and then vultures <laughs> eat the cookies that are, you know, dripping out of his open entrails or something. Anyways, I hate he, when that happens. Yeah. Anyways, uh, they... Mary Contrary comes to the prison cell and sees Keanu. She's like, "Oh, Jack! Oh, you're in prison, Jack!" And he's like, "He's like, Mary! Oh, whoa!" And then they kiss through the bars, and then they have a full song and dance number where they're like, "I wish I wasn't in this prison cell." Oh and my she's god! Like, we'll let you out soon enough. And uh, they dance and stuff, and then yeah. are those the actual lyrics? No, I don't know. Um, look it up on YouTube, though. It's actually very charming. No, and Keanu we'll, does his, like a bouncy we'll, we'll dance. We'll post it on yeah. the uh, the Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. He does like a bouncy dance, and his, his sort of like Prince Val- Valiant hair just sort of like bops around. I gotta see it's this. It's cute. Um, but probably some other songs. You guys obviously saw the Cincinnati reprise, which is great. Yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore sings a whole song where she's just sitting in a go-kart, and it's very Tom Hooper, just like a close-up of her singing the entire time Wait, Jake, about how she's not a child. After we finish recording, you're going to see Cats, right? I am going to go see Cats after this. <laughs> I saw it two days ago. Oh, boy. I can't wait to talk to you about this movie. I can't wait. Can't wait. It's an experience. Everyone go see yeah. Cats. It's also a shame that uh, you'll have to see the new... Uh, the like fixed version of cats with the improved already they fixed it uh well you know how they're sending like visual effects like patches yeah uh because they've like we're like oops we forgot to cgi judy Dench's awesome hand it'd be awesome if like today all of the 
previous reviews just retcon or something or just like switch again now it gets a 100 on Rotten Tomatoes and everybody's like oh yeah. it's great now it's fixed they made the fur that much better that everyone's like this movie is a fucking it's a masterpiece <laughs> look boy did we speak too soon yeah. here's the thing I yeah. do I think Cats is good no did I have a wonderful time watching it and am I, am I so glad that all everyone involved committed so hard to this insane vision yes I am yeah I'm just gonna get drunk and see it with friends commitment can get you pretty far in a lot of creative endeavors yeah to yeah. A, an idea that was fundamentally bad from the beginning yeah right that's Can't what wait. cats is can't wait uh so yeah i mean you want to wrap it up like the takeaway is like love your toys and uh you and know, most importantly re- retain your innocence i come from c-i-n-c-i-n-n-a-t-i-cincinnati the best town in ohio ohio usa i won't do the whole thing yeah but i they were gonna call it cincy but because but it's cincy is so natty they named it cincinnati so they say okay that's it that's all i know and Guys, uh, uh, look. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, I okay. I'll, I'll I'll say this now. I I had uh, I had guessed that I was supposed. I wanted to give you guys uh, on mic, but yeah, um, fucked up. But I I forgot to bring them today. And, Ooh, uh, yeah, I will. I, I but 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 I'll tell you what I got. I, I ordered us all the same thing. I oh, ordered okay. us all uh, Keanu mugs that have drawings of like. All, a bunch of his different characters on. Oh, that sounds that delightful. sounds nice. And I can't that. wait to have a cup of coffee. I love mugs. Also Keanu mugs. And I feel like we could even like leave them here and like uh, drink out of our Keanu mugs whenever we, we record. Ooh, yeah, we could put various beverages in the, them. No joke, I'm a huge fan of mugs. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, collect those shits. Every everyone go to my merch store and buy an official Patrick Wishwoms mug. Yeah, yeah. In the in the spirit of the holidays, why don't you buy some more stuff, please? And I'm excited to buy mine. And as as co-host and a big helper in the videos, I get a 10% discount <laughs> on the mugs. Check, check, I'll just give you a mug. I know, I'm just yeah. joking. You just I get, in, I get, I get. I will say, every time I would say, like, Mom, what do you want for Christmas? My mom would say, I want your merch. I was like, Mom, come on. She was like, no, I want a mug. I... I <laughs> I Give did, your mom a mug. I Jeez, did. I, I, I did order my mom a mug for Christmas. Yeah. I, I got her other gifts as well. But yes, I'm giving my, my mom an official like a mug. Dope mug. <laughs> <laughs> Want one of your dope mugs? <laughs> oh, uh, oh my god! It feels like I'm home already. Okay, we should end this episode. All right, all right, guys. Um, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, everybody. Merry Keanu Miss. I don't know if that's a thing. We'll figure it out. Uh, uh, we won't work on that. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out thank you Brian Tullius for a theme song thank you Emma Logsdon for our artwork uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Keanu Podcast and us email is Keanu Podcast at gmail.com oh, Ta- yeah. talk about the episodes in our subreddit r slash thrillums and uh, anything else uh, Jake uh, you want to plug something right oh 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 follow me on Vero oh <laughs> <laughs> Jake Jake just ruined Christmas oh <laughs> <laughs> What's your name on Vero? At J. The Red Knight. It's the real JT. Stop it. I I hate this. Chairs and jingle bells. (laughs) Merry Christmas and be excellent to each other. Bye.